Welcome back to the Grapevine Girls. Officially, we have um, the two of us, actual Grapevine Girls, no co-guest host this no time. No co-host, no sub as in we are live here from Augusta, Georgia, where I'm in town from Atlanta because it's my our, our grandmother's 85th birthday. Yes. Turn up. Today. Today. Um, so... Um, Let's see. Yeah, so the agenda today is V exciting. We have, you know, the the miscellaneous Bravo news. We're going to talk about Mexican Dynasty, Jeff Lewis, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of New York, and then we're going to go over some pop culture stuff this evening. So, some Bravo news that came out this week. Um, the Real Housewives of Potomac preview. I'm not even sure when the season premieres. Do you watch Potomac? I do watch Potomac. Um, it came out, which features Candace's wedding. Um, Monique is pregnant in the upcoming season. Um, this is also the season where, I, I guess, so Ashley real time is pregnant, but during the entire season, they're going through um, how Michael was charged with sexual assault and Giselle makes some claims like, you're just upset because your husband doesn't love you to Ashley. Which is kind of unsettling knowing that she ends up pregnant, like, really soon after this incident. Yeah, with his baby. Um, And I didn't realize that Katie Ross was going to be back. I didn't either. I had no idea. As a cast member. Like, she's like, I don't know what they hold in um, Potomac, like a Japanese cherry blossom or something. Yeah. But uh, she's back as a real real cast member this year. And there's a lot going on with her. So much. And we posted a little bit about her. Like, she is just having some sort of break. Like, I don't know if it's like an awakening and an enlightening or like a full force uh, Britney 2007 situation. I think it is. So, I mean, it could be either or, but I'm thinking it's Britney 2007 because <laughs> she is posting pictures of when she had an abortion or like, excuse me, a miscarriage on Instagram. She then took it down, but we... We did post it, and I know that's controversial, but it was kind of just like, listen, like, this is what's going on. We're not making light of this situation. And we didn't even know that she was a cast member, but now that we know that she is, it makes me feel like all the more reason to keep it up because we're trying to keep it real and tell the actual story of what's going on with these women. So, okay, so Katie. um, She also has posted a bunch of pictures of all this, like, legal, like, letters that she has gotten from her ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband or whatever he is. Um, and she'll ask her viewers, like, how do you interpret this? It's very like bizarre Mm -hmm. behavior to me. It's right to me. It's somebody that doesn't, um, that's not in their right state of mind. Like you don't just post pictures for your thousands of followers. I think we have another case of housewife interrupted where they are clearly, like having some clinical issues, like maybe, you know, maybe some untreated depression or anxiety. And so they're, um, you know, self-medicating with probably prescription drugs and they're being maybe a little reckless with it, which is, you know, the housewife MO. And I think that um, for, let me just state a disclaimer. No, I'm not a psychologist, but I am in a doctoral program to be one one day. So I feel medium qualified to be saying this. So um, I think that 
she is clearly not of sound mind because when you're posting and like posting links to a YouTube and your Instagram bio of like a conversation of you and your husband where he's like berating you in public to try and expose something. I, I don't really understand it completely, but I just, I think she's like trying to get out of her former marriage or relationship. And she's also trying to like expose or she's, and she's also trying to move on. Like, I think she's already in another relationship, which is really uncomfortable. It's very odd behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very odd behavior. Like you're looking to a group of people who are not professional who, to read a legal document and interpret it for you when we know that you have a lawyer so why wouldn't you just reach out to that person um but I'm, I'm looking forward to Potomac honestly they made it look juicy and I'm excited um Candace's wedding you know was over the top of course because the entire last season was about her being a her demands. yeah um but basically like they have she has a big fight with her mom and like threatens to move out and blah 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 so we'll see um, I also saw in one of my Facebook groups that I didn't write in my notes, which normally I try to do, but someone tweeted and the name was blurred out in the screenshot that I saw. So I didn't get to see who tweeted it, but basically their husband saw Teresa Judice and Danielle Staub filming at the gym. Um, because you know, New Jersey has already started filming because Joe is out of jail. So they're, or prison. So they're trying to start a season now, which mm -hmm. is a little early for normal, but that the husband said that he witnessed them film the same scene over and over again, which is so disheartening to me. Like, I just want to believe it's all real, and it makes me sad if if someone witnesses it and they take the same clip over and well, over. Well, it's like if you've ever been on a movie set, which I have, and you're like a real movie set where they're doing like a movie that's going to come out in theaters all around the country, and I have been on a set like that. And on a set like that, there- What, what movie? Uh, what men want. Why? Uh, because I was like an extra. I was stupid. Um. Why didn't, oh, that, that new movie? I did not know that. Elizabeth, this is such an interesting fact. I also <laughs> was on, um, I also was, uh, in The Mule, which was with Clint Eastwood. Okay. Oh, that was in Augusta, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, on these movie sets, naturally, because it's a movie, they are filming one scene, one interaction, one tiny conversation over and over and over again. But this is real housewives. Right. And so one of the disheartening things is the reality that it's being filmed over and over again. And I actually, our cousin Will was with our Aunt Kelly and Uncle David in Atlanta and they last summer and they were at a restaurant and Nini and maybe Candy. I don't know who it was. I don't because know. Because they don't know who it was, which is why we don't know who it was. Right. They um, came into the restaurant and sat at the table next to our aunt and uncle. I did not know that. And I freaked out. I was like, what the hell? Y'all need to call me next time that happens. But they were like, it was, they were like, it was so contrived. It was so planned and everything was like. They filmed her getting out of the car like several times. I bet they did. I can see that. They filmed like I don't know. I don't think they that my aunt and uncle cared enough to actually eavesdrop, but they did say that like it was a situation where um they were filming over and over again, just like she's saying what happened in New Jersey, which is the reality of it. Like these girls, like 
I feel like that's the that's the thing. Like, you know, we posted recently on our Instagram about how um, Real Housewives of Orange County is kind of falling down on the job and, you know, accidentally. Yes. How. Um, that's definitely the, some Bravo news I didn't include on there. So if you want to, so what's the girl's name? The the New Jersey one, Gina. Gina from Long Island, who's the Real Housewife of Orange County, was like filming all of them in a private jet. But she was filming herself, like, look at how cute I am. Here's my window seat, blah blah blah. And it picks up sound from a background conversation that Shannon is having, and Shannon's literally discussing how she's going to freak out, blah blah. And one of our like. Followers commented and was like, well, you don't know that might not, she might have been talking about something else. And you're like, okay, I agree. We don't know for certain that it was like them, Shannon discussing how she's going to freak out in a scene. But the reality of it is, is if you hear the like intonation in Shannon's voice and like the way she's describing it, it sounds like she's describing what she plans to do in the future. And I'm sorry, but I don't have a conversation like that that sounds similar to the way it did. And I just, Go ahead. Well, I mean, this is really, really random, but I can remember being in the eighth grade, going bowling with some guys, me and my friend Tara, and um, I was so uncomfortable around them. I can remember being like, okay, you say this, and then I'm going to say this, and it's almost like the same level. Like, I wasn't filming anything, but I was that uncomfortable in my own skin that I felt like I needed to prepare myself for this social situation, and like I wanted these guys to think I was like, cool. Right. <laughs> K-E-W-L bitches. So that's on the same level to me. 100%. I mean, they are desperate for some content. They have no plot lines. No. And I have a very bitter and um, resentful opinion of Real Housewives of Orange County because I'm over it. I'm OC fucking the over worst it. right now. I'm over it. And I just like, I'm over Vicky. I'm over Shannon. I'm over. I even though I am excited for Shannon's glow up, I'm over Tamra. Like I am. She's boring to me. And like I don't even think Gina and Emily are that fucking interesting. Like, sorry. Yeah. Well, I also saw in the morning Toaster's Facebook group because I, I feel like I need to give credit to wherever I found this information. Um, someone posted that their coworker's friend. So they. Um, showed a screenshot of the text between them and the coworker. Um, the coworker's friend claims that they were in Montreal and met Mauricio, and he she went back to his hotel room. They had sex, and then he called her a few days later and asked her not to tell anybody. So, I am so upset because here's the issue. I don't think Kyle's as hot as Mauricio, but I think they're a cute couple. I think Kyle's hot. Kyle's hot. She's not as hot as Mauricio. Way hotter than me. She's hotter than me. <laughs> but I think Mauricio is good girl. He is fine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I look at him and I'm like, he's hot enough to where he could date someone his daughter's age. Like he's hot. I bet he is. I bet that girl was young. I'm sure that girl was one of his daughters' age. So Kyle's daughter, Farah, who's not Mauricio's daughter, just turned 30. So it, this woman could have easily been less his than stepdaughter's 30. age, yeah. Um, so on that same note, do you want to tell the story that you heard on that other podcast? Because it's similar. This is some tea, bitches. <laughs> okay, so, so I listened to a podcast called Call Her Daddy, and it's really 
very crude and explicit, but it's also funny. And so they have girls listening and a girl wrote into them and said, I have some tea. I was in Austin. She didn't say when. She said recently that she was in Austin and... This was also right after South by Southwest. So I'm assuming that During. Was it was like during. Right, but it was posted like in that time period. I'm thinking that's what they were there for. Everybody. I can only assume. And she was out one night and she was at dinner um, or maybe like I think at a restaurant or like a bar, like a restaurant bar sitch. And she was with a Real Housewives of Dallas's husband and his friend. And she did not say who, but she said that she, the friend. That's the real crime that she didn't say who. I know. The friend was single and the husband obviously is married to a Real Housewives of Dallas. And they were like flirting and the guys were whining and dining her. And she said at one point it got so steamy that one one of the Real Housewife husband's hand was on one leg and the the friend's husband hand was on the other leg. And then they went to this club and they were all dancing and she said one thing led to another and she um she ends up like the the husband's friend leaves and it's just I know, hey Alexandra, I know. So um the husband's friend leaves and she ends up like her the husband the real housewife of, of, of Dallas's husband hands her his phone and says pick out a hotel and she picks out a hotel and I didn't know she got to pick she puts his credit card in they go to the hotel she said that they she had sex in a, at a like in a beautiful hotel up against a glass wall she had the shit fucked out of her excuse me <gasps> And um, she, best said sex it was, of her life. she said it was the best sex of her life. And it was like also a beautiful hotel room where she saw like the skyline of Austin. Oh my gosh. And so I, romantic. And me and Callie were discussing like who in the hell yes. could this guy be? Like who, I started doing my research. Who is this dude? Like who is this? We have to know. Yeah. So we wager that it was either Stephanie's husband. No. Because he was on a trip. Yeah, but it might not have been. It could have been a week before that. It could have been. Okay, so I'm going to hope no. So I did a little digging, and I'm assuming it was South by South, South by Southwest time frame. I Googled that calendar, and then I looked up all these guys' Instagram accounts and compared, like, where were you at this time? Mm-hmm. Well, Travis Hallman was um, on his way to a ski trip with his family, like, for his kids' spring break that week. Um, now Jeremy Locke doesn't post enough, so we don't know. I, I did not look up iPatch because he's not a husband, so I thought maybe, maybe it, it probably could be him because you might be assuming it's a husband, but it's actually a fiance. And then, um, same with Brian, I think his name is Redmond. He has no Instagram, so I couldn't look him up. Um, who am I missing? Um, you're missing Carrie's husband, but ew. Okay, so it wasn't Mark Duber because he didn't, not he didn't give high. anyone the sex of their life. <laughs> So I didn't look him it up. It ain't happening. So my guess is that it's either Jeremy Locke or Ipatch. Or, or Brian Redman. I mean, really? So I eliminated nobody. Okay, so we have three options here, ladies. Let us know who you think it is. Alexandra, let us know. Um, oh my gosh, our one viewer. Um, so, so okay, so I think it was Jeremy Locke because, oh my God. Hot. He's so hot and he looks like he could lay it down. I feel bad for Deandra if that's the case. I feel bad for any woman if that's the case. There would never be a woman that I would think deserved it. 100%. But 
if the, this person's telling the truth, that really sucks for whoever, whichever lady that is. But you know what? I feel like these kinds of things always find their way to surface. Maybe not this exact story, but that person, the the male, his, he can't keep these lies like under wraps forever. Especially if it's a habit. Yeah. Or especially when your life is on TV and people know who you are when you travel to other cities and when you hook up with them, they post about it. Right. So I feel like we just need to be on the lookout for that person that's going to get um, a divorce in the next three years. That's my guess. Um, in other news, though, Shep went to the Players Golf – what do you even call that tournament? The Players Golf Yeah, I don't tournament. know. I don't know. I haven't – I'm not – uh, so Mike watches it, so I'm familiar. But he was kicked out for um, being really like drunk in public. Yeah, basically. and so we are in currently in Augusta, Georgia, where where another large golf tournament takes place, the Masters. And if you get kicked out of the Masters, you're um, never allowed back. No, and you lose your badges. So basically, like every if you ever get badges, if you ever lose them, you can never get them again. And like. Our grandmother gets badges every year, which is um, rare, not rare in Augusta, but rare outside of Augusta. If someone were to take one of her badges and, and get behave, kicked out, like belligerently, she would never get badges again. So it's a really big deal to get kicked out of the Masters as far as repercussions go. So I have heard um, through the grapevine, no pun intended, that he has either gotten kicked out or almost gotten kicked out. And I don't know whose tickets he was they're on obviously but it's it's clearly a pattern of bad behavior he's friends with a lot of people um local people that we know yeah like he's he's friends with people that we know from augusta and um probably more so you than me um callie's just i'm the single one out. no i just think that you you know those richmond county folk better than me um, but I also was with my friends in book club on Tuesday night and one of them said, uh, she went to USC and so she saw him like a few times and that like he would come like schlepping into a bar with some flip flops on. And she said that, you know, he of course was hitting on all of her friends. This girl was like, she was in pageants. She probably was Miss South Carolina. She's gorgeous. So I'm sure her friends are gorgeous too. And like he's hitting on them. And she said he was like in flip flops. I'm like nothing could have disgusted her more. Like he, he basically like jumped off the wave and ran into the bar. And she's just not into that. So I think he was really grungy. I um, don't see the appeal. A lot of these accounts are doing the um, March Madness brackets. And Shep is in like the hottest Bravo. No. No. He's not cute. It's a no from me. <laughs> um, so also this week, news came out that Nini and Greg split, but she promptly posted something saying that that was false. Um, that she's trying to be the best caretaker she is. And I hope that's not true, too, because I wouldn't want to see a couple divorce twice. Listen, I have a ton of respect for Nini. I think she's a badass businesswoman. I think she gets it done. I think she is funny. I think she's capitalized on her position as a real housewife. I think she has excelled and gotten positions on major television shows. And I respect her for it. Like I like I hope to be as successful as her one day. However, 
She has some attitude issues. She does. And I think that I don't know what it's like behind closed doors and I'm not one to make comments on people's marriage because I'm not in the marriage and you never know unless you're one of those two people. And I believe that Nini and Greg have their challenges. I hope they stay together. But selfishly, I also kind of want to see them break up simply. Not because not because I don't love them both, but because I want to see Nini single again. Because I think she's pretty. Like, I think Nini is, like, funny and pretty and really successful. And I think men would be drooling over her, especially in Atlanta. Like, she also does not really live in Atlanta. Can I say? I live in Atlanta. She lives, like, an hour outside of Atlanta. She does. Because I used to live near her when I lived there, like, Alpharetta area. Um, can I say that I saw a clip of Atlanta because I don't watch? And it was of Marlo, and I thought it was Nini for a minute. Did Marlo's face morph into Nini's and she cut her hair like Nini's? I think so. I mean, I don't know if Marlo's a housewife yet, but she should be. I mean, I think that Marlo is glowing up a lot these days because she's on Real Housewives more and more. I need to glow up. Y'all know who annoys the ever-loving toots out of me is Eva. We can just go ahead and talk about Atlanta if you want. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Atlanta. You have all the scoop. But are you going to – you need to tell them about Caroline asking for master's degree. Okay, so I talked about Caroline – I don't know how you say her last name, Beedle, Beedall, um, from Below Deck last week some, and and her asking for money on Instagram. Um, but she's still at it, and now she's asking for master's tickets, which we just went over how that works. Like, you don't, you don't just give away – Unless you get one year's issued master's tickets, you don't just sell those or give those to people because if anything happens while the, the patron is using your ticket, you're screwed for life. So you just don't give them away. You, you take like your customers or whatever. Um, but yeah, she's she's now on the on Instagram asking for master's tickets for a friend or whatever. She also is doing Instagram lives on the daily. Uh, I, I try to watch them just to see like what's going on like – in my, in my opinion, and I shouldn't say anything because I really don't know, but it just seems like something's off. Let's say that. Like, that's a very political correct way to say it. She She's sitting outside of a motel room today um, while this dog is locked in the hotel room, which I'm not saying locked like it was being abused or anything, but it was just inside the hotel room. You could hear it barking. It was her dog. And she's sitting there talking about how she hopes to find a more like permanent- Like a shitty hotel? A motel. So, yeah, she said it was a Super 8. Um, she said she hopes to find a more permanent place to live in the near future. But that's not really like her. She doesn't like permanent. She likes to be um, a little more uh, nomad-like. She didn't use that word. I don't know if she knows that word. Um, but it, it's just a hot mess express. So you should check her out. Um, she's entertaining. She, she apparently was going to go live tonight at 8. So if you want to, like... Jump off here and go go check her Instagram out. You can do that. Okay. Atlanta. So on to Atlanta. So here's the issues we have you with. Pour more wine while you talk. Go for it. Um, Atlanta has a little bit going on. I think the the major tea here, and I'm assuming those who are listening now have watched and are caught up, but. The major T is that it's evident at this point that Nini has gotten in a physical altercation with Portia, who is pregnant, and ripped her belt off and ripped the cameraman's shirt. That's an issue, especially when she's like a major player and she's extremely public figure. Like she, 
She cannot afford to be ripping belts off. But here's the thing. Portia kind of called her ass out for it and kind of said things like, um, like the producer in the confessional this past week was like, what do you want to tell us about the belt ripping? And she was like, if I tell you, if I say anything about it, it's going to ruin our friendship and our, our friendship will never recover from like what I tell you. So evidently what happened was, is after the cameraman and Candy and Portia disrespected her wishes not to enter her closet. How dare they? She ripped the cameraman's shirt, which they think a lot of a lot of viewers think that was staged. Sure, okay. Off camera though, Nini was still pissed apparently and ripped off Portia's belt question mark. I don't really understand what happened, but I think that like I think that it happened, and I think that it's not a good look for Nini, who is I, – I get that she's under, like, duress with her ailing husband, and, like, you know, she was drunk as shit that night. But at what point can you not blame stuff on what's going on in your personal life? Because similar things are happening in Vanderpump Rules where Lala acts crazy, and she's blaming it on her dad's passing. So where do we draw the line? Listen, I can speak from personal experience that I have acted out of character on many occasions – Due to stress or like unresolved emotional issues, but like fighting someone, no. Okay. I could be on every drug on the planet. But and I'm not going to fight somebody. What I'm saying somebody. is, if something terrible was going on in your life, and then you got physical with somebody, like at what point do you take accountability or blame it on what's going on? You, that's the thing is like, regardless of what you're going through, you cannot blame that situation for your behavior. You always. Always Take speaking as a therapist, speaking as a future psychologist of America here, you have there's nothing productive in blaming your current situation, blaming your current situation in lieu of your own behavior. If you're not taking responsibility for your own actions, it's not going to go well for you in the future, karmically and just in relations. You know what I mean? In your relationships, it's not going to go well. But I think that, um, in the case of Nini, she's obviously under a lot of stress. Obviously, her and Greg are major on the rocks. She She's worried about him dying. He's being a douche. Like, there's a lot going on. And yeah, I don't know. she's I, ripping people's shirts off. I can't say I've ever been to The cameraman's shirt know. off. Like, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. And, like, alcohol is a factor, too. I don't know if she was drinking or not. But those kinds of, like, alcohol just, it, like, fuels whatever emotion you're feeling. 100%. Um. Do you have any other thoughts about Atlanta? I hate... Oh, God. I'm sorry. Eva doesn't necessarily deserve the shade for me, but I, I cannot. She's so inauthentic. Like, she? I don't want She's it. just... And, he, and even if she's not inauthentic, authentic, she's, like, clearly acting. Like, she's clearly trying to portray something, and that's okay, but be more subtle about it or just be a better housewife and, like, don't come off like you're so... Trying to be something. I love, love, love when she was attacking Marlo on the bus, though, because her insults were golden. Like, her insults were so funny. She was talking about Marlo's wig. She's talking about how she needs Elmer's glue for it. I think she said that. Oh, my gosh. She's so funny. She Eva can be funny. She needs to relax just a tad. She's kind of annoying. I don't think she's, like... Like, I don't care about her wedding. I fast-forward through the wedding shit because I seriously don't care. Like... I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to listen to some woman complain about her, like, wedding budget. That's uninteresting to me. Get over it. So, Candace from Potomac? Correct. Okay. 
So, um, Eva is annoying. I'm obsessed with Cynthia and her new beau. I hope they get married because she seems like she's in love and I love it because I'm obsessed. Like, Cynthia is my goddess. Do you miss Kenya? I don't. Yeah. Talk about somebody who's like inauthentic it was Kenya. But, yeah. um, who else? We have Marlo who is so thirsty to be a housewife. It hurts. She but needs something she to needs do. It. She needs it because she doesn't have kids and she doesn't have a husband. Mm. I want to know where she lives in Atlanta because I will cruise by her house. Do it. Um, I, someone posted about how they drove by Chateau Chiray. I think you should do that. A little homework. I've driven by Chateau Chiray and sent you videos. Oh, wait. Was it maybe that was you I was thinking about? <laughs> um, and I've driven by Kenya's like box. Like the little. Is it? Yeah, I think it's cool though. I mean, it, I don't know. Modern. If it's, yeah, it's just yeah. really modern. It's kind of down in a hill though. Sometimes like the the driveway well, is so steep. You as guys, you see shit. on the show, remember they're like all walking down the hill in their shoes. Um, some homes though, I feel like are deceptive. Like this house, for instance, you drive by it, it looks like just like a small little ranch, but it's you get pretty, up to the front door. It's pretty and it's beautiful. Sprawling. No, but it is. No, it is. Than it looks. It's it's bigger than it looks, which is the typical vibe with a one story house. And she, her Callie has a beautiful house. But okay. Um, do you have any Mexican dynasty updates? I just personally cannot get into it. But add add on. What's his name? Adon. Adon. Allende. He does Instagram lives all the time. I don't Constantly. ever tune in. I have tuned in, and I've asked some questions, and I have some tea. And does, okay, bring it. Does he answer? So yeah, he answers. He's like he has like. Less viewers than we do. <laughs> so, um... We have two right now, by the way. So, ask us the question, because we will answer. Okay, so, um... Alright, so here's what I was going to tell y'all. I was lo- lo- watching Adon's Instagram Live, and I asked him what his mother felt about the fact that his sister-in-law was talking mad shit... About her? About the, her mother-in-law, yeah. Adon's mom. And it was just, like, so rude. Like, Adon's mom is, like, so nice to her. Are you talking about the clip where, like, Adon's mom was like, she's the daughter I never had. And then it goes over to the daughter and she's like, daughter-in-law. And she's like, she's so annoying. I hate that I have to hang out with her. She's the mother-in-law I never wanted. Yeah. Like, just really rude shit. And it's kind of like, I want to know what's going on there because there's more to that story. So what did Adon And what say? I found out was, just from watching more Mexican Dynasty, is that a Adon, the Allende parents have always resented their old eldest son who got married and left the like Alon, boy band. I don't know. Left the boy band and like went off on his own project. And they resent that fact. So they have not helped him and his, and their, they have not helped their son and daughter in law advance in any way in their musical career. And it's really, really damaged his their relationship so when you ask this question like how did adon answer like, when i said adon how does your mom feel about the fact that her daughter-in-law is talking shit he the the mother his mother said i can't help the way people are going to feel about me i can't help the way people are going to judge that's their business like if they want to speak that way they can speak that way like i'm just going to keep doing me so that's what she said and which is a graceful answer but i think that there's more to that story. Very interesting. Um, do you have any other thoughts on Mexican Dynasty? Because I didn't watch. Um, my only thoughts are is that I think that there's a lot of like unspoken like 
wounds and like dirt in the Allende family. So the reason I can't really get into it, I feel like is because I think I watched two episodes, maybe one, I think two. Um, but basically they were like, we, us three families have always been tight and blah, blah, blah. But then when we go and show, what's the gay guy's name who has the two kids? I don't know. Like Oscar or something. And he's got the really beautiful sister. But we, they show him talking to the other, like, matriarch of another family. And they're like, oh, I haven't seen y'all in four years. And so I'm like, wait a minute. I thought that these families always hung out every time they played this card game, whatever they are playing. Like, basically, like, the bridge of Mexico. Um, but they didn't. So I, I don't know. I just It felt it's like... It's called Canasta. Is that and our grandmothers used to play it. Oh, our really? Our great-grandmothers used to play it. Okay, canasta. so I thought... It's not American. I mean, it's American, too. Okay. I just... When I heard them talking about it, I thought, that must be, like, the bridge. You know, because mm -hmm. Meemaw played bridge all the time. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I just thought, okay, so do these families hang out all the time or do they not? Like, you haven't seen these kids since... For four years, mm -hmm. you know? So, I just can't get into it. I know. Um, But did you listen to any Jeff Lewis this week? I've been really busy, you guys. I'm probably going to move here in a minute. Like, and by that, I mean June 1st to a different part of the country. So bear with me if I don't. To the Midwest, <sighs> which is very far away from the Southeast. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, let's, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules, which Elizabeth did not watch. But she can um, definitely speak to all these points because she's seen every other episode leaving up to now. Um... I felt like the entire episode, nothing really happened until um, the fight. And now I don't even know what fight I'm talking about. Oh, Lala. the fight between Lala and Raquel. So, you know, it's it's Billy's brunch. And Lala and Raquel just go Billy. at each other's throats. Me too. She fucking sucks. Lala goes ballistic. But basically what happens is Lala's at the hostess stand and her friend is over at a DJ booth. And Raquel is saying something, I should have written it down, but basically saying that Lala has been acting out of character and she keeps, she didn't say pulling the dad card, I think, but she keeps um, dad blaming, which is why I did our poll question saying, is Lala dad blaming, quote unquote, because dad blaming doesn't really make sense. Um, and I think that that friend actually went and told Lala because that's what some people behind the scenes said. And Lala freaked out, like got way up in her face. She's wearing her JLo dress, screaming at Raquel. Every time Raquel even opened her mouth, Lala was like, no, shut the fuck up and let me talk. Went on and on. It was very, very extreme. So I have to know, like, where do we draw the line here in blaming like, you can't just blow up on people. I know from experience um, being around people that have been through a lot and their behavior is changing. Like, where do we draw the line and them allowing, us allowing these passes, you know? Because Lala's behavior was 1,000% unacceptable. But, you know, Bethany's going through a lot on New York and she doesn't do that to anybody so far, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like... It's just as bad. Bethany was proposed to by Dennis. And she's not, you know, Bethany can totally unleash on somebody and she's not doing it. So I don't know. Um, 
well, Lala also has this moment where she's like, I would never say that I'm better than somebody, but I do know when I'm above somebody and I'm above her. So I'm like, mm, that's a little confusing because is that not the same thing? What do you think? Yes and no. Elaborate. So if somebody has like poor character, like just is a liar or like someone you don't even need to be associating with. You're above them. You might not be better than them in, like, God's eyes. So, like, you're above them as in, like, there's no need to engage? Correct. But she engaged. Right. So, she's probably not above anybody. Maybe she wants to be. Um, so, she also is wearing this, like, uh, J-Lo-inspired dress. I, I don't think it was actually Versace, which I believe is the make the maker of the, the designer of the dress, the J-Lo mm-hmm. dress. Um, but I'm confused because... Why is anybody wearing that at a hostess stand anyway? Like, I thought you were just wearing, like, you know, all black, like, to be... I mean, whatever, if you want to wear, like, a sundress. But I'm just confused because you're not at the Grammys on a red carpet. And it might be 12 years later, but it, I, I still don't feel like it's an appropriate time at a brunch setting in West Hollywood as a hostess. Listen, it couldn't be more evident that Lala is working at a restaurant and is on a television show. And that's why she's not acting like she's working in a restaurant. So she's wearing a JLo dress and doing her whole, I'm on the red carpet and like, and she did actually wear it on a red carpet later. So, so it's just like, okay, Lala, like we get it. We get it. Like act like you actually work there, which some people claim that they actually do work there. And I think they do, but it's like, I don't know if Lala actually hosts. I can't imagine her like. No, I, I mean I think she being might a shift just leader for filming. Oh, one hundred percent. But never outside of that. Um, but I do think that like the guys do bartend sometimes during um, like the season to have patrons come in and say hello. I've heard it's basically like Disney World. Like you're a Disney character and you're here to pretend bartend, but you're actually going to be saying hello to patrons that come in. Right. Um, I also wanted to say my favorite quote so far in Vanderpump Rules possibly ever was um, basically Billy Lee walked away insulting Lala's stress. And in Lala's confessionals, she says, um, it's not 1995, it's 2000 whatever. And go back to Charlotte Roos with your fucking ass to Billy Lee, which was hilarious because Charlotte Roos is such a trashy. I mean, you know, to me it's like the, the, the $5 bin type store where like, let's pick through this it's little bin. It's worse. It's like it's like top. that trashy family of like people you see from Florida at a theme park and they're all wearing like <laughs> rags and you know for a fact that they got it at Charlotte Ruth. But rags that they thought looked really, really good. That were like they thought were beautiful and hot. Yeah. And it's just like, stop. So, then James went on Watch What Happens Live, and he was so cocky. It was, like, disgusting. Basically, a caller called in and kind of took a minute to get to the point. I feel like they were actually, like, saying hello and complimenting him and stuff like that. He pretended to fall asleep while they were doing this (laughs) and then asked the caller to get to the point. So Not even Andy does that. Andy has to deal with that shit constantly. Andy, I feel like, handles it gracefully, like – Okay, Elizabeth, and what's your question? Like when the when the caller and that's because he's the host of a live show. He has to get the show on the road. 
James just like can't be bothered with somebody <laughs> up with who, a fan. Yeah, who's gonna like waste their breath? Uh, who's gonna like waste their breath expressing like adoration for him? And yeah, he's just like hurry was, up. But Andy was like James, like he he kind of um, scolded him. So that was nice. But the preview for next episode, I'm already annoyed with Katie, and nothing's even happened yet. Um, I hate her. But we'll talk about that next week because I'll have all my thoughts about the conflict that goes down. I hate Katie so much. It makes my she makes my skin crawl. So Summer House this week. Um, did you watch? No. Okay. So basically, I mean to sum it all up, Jordan's still a huge douche. This was when he says that. Um, he's more interested in Paige because Paige is present, uh, than he is Danielle. And then the girls tell Danielle at the very end of the episode, like, hey, I don't think Jordan's always cracked up to me. And, I mean, let's be real. Jordan's not even interested in girls at all, let alone Danielle. Or Paige. Um, he also makes the comment that at a car dealership, Danielle is the rental and Paige is the Lamborghini. And he's going to ride home in Paige. <laughs> he didn't say those exact words at the end, but. That's what that's what you call a gay analogy. Right. Only a gay man would use, like, designers to rape women. It was bad. It was in, in, in poor taste. And it was in poor taste, 100%. But I do have to say that I think that Paige is gorgeous. Stunning. And she has like like I want to look like her. She looks like Olivia um, Palermo. Who's that? This beautiful girl. She was on uh, the city with like Whitney. Oh, okay. And she's now she's high fashion model. Oh, is she? Okay, I remember. She also kind of looks like Olivia Colpo to me. Okay, yeah, she does. Um, so Paige also has this like fifteen page long notes in her phone of her requirements for the guy that she's going to marry. And you know what? I feel like she deserves that. Like she's so fucking hot. She's successful. She works for Betches. She lives in New York city. She's educated. Like I, she's witty. She's nice. She clearly comes from a good family because they've shown pictures of her. I just feel like she deserves to have a 20 page long list of requirements for a husband. I may or may not have a 20-page long list of requirements for my husband in my journal. And my journal is on my phone. So I also have a list um, somewhere. I'm sure I could find it. Mike checked off all my boxes. That's my husband. Um, all the way down except for like two. What were they? Um, Height? One was above six feet, and he says he's 5'10 and 5'8". He's so <laughs> handsome and sweet and he cute. He is so handsome. Mike is the best. And then I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, I said non-smoker. And Mon- Mike has been a fickle non-smoker. He's currently a non-smoker. He's not a smoker. He's, He's never been a smoker. A to me, he is. Right. He'll I smoke a cigarette feel like, like once every 12 months. I literally feel like months. smoking cigarettes should be illegal. I think that they're, they're that disgusting. And I'm sorry to anyone that smokes cigarettes, but they disgust me. So, so non-smoker was like probably number one on my list. And I let him know that when we started dating because he was not smoking when we started dating. And then, you know. He got a little comfortable. Things happened. <laughs> but now he's not. Again, 
Well, he's so we'll see how he's got it going on. He's a catch and a half. Yeah, he is totally. So that was maybe the two things on my list that he didn't meet. And I'm okay with him being five ten and five eights because guess what? I hate to wear high heels, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Did you watch Beverly Hills? No, because basically nothing happened except for more Puppygate. I do want to say that I do. I'm Team Teddy. I feel like Teddy's actually owned up to stuff. And I feel like there's something to be said for these people who are on these TV shows that can actually own up to what they've done. Because a lot of, there's a lot of LVPs in the world that just want to stir the pot and take a step back. But I appreciate the, um, the Teddies or, I mean, even the Christens at the end of season two or season three, whatever that was, Vanderpump Rules, where she's like, I did do it. Like owning that you did do something that everyone's claiming that you did or owning that like I was wrong or I shouldn't have argued that or I just like honestly it inspires me watching these people say I fucked up and it makes me want to do that in my personal life because I can see how, how much admiration I have for them as a viewer and I realize that just as an individual like you have so much more respect for somebody that can say I don't always make the right choice and I'm sorry you know couldn't agree more. It, it, it could not be a healthier attribute in somebody and a more attractive one. Like to watch someone be able to say, I'm not proud of my behavior. I made the wrong decision or I lied and I regret it and I was wrong and I'm sorry and you, you're you allowed to be mad at me. Yeah, totally. Um, there was also a really funny scene where Denise was clearly wasted at a dinner with Kyle and LVP and and her her future husband Aaron and they're like so so when were you dating him like how far into dating him did you realize that you wanted to marry him and she's like well he's got a really big penis <laughs> and he she literally the entire time giggles and says how big his penis is the entire dinner like, every, like we get it every comment that the girls made she would somehow tie it back to his penis and he was dying i was thinking like he's marrying this woman in a week because his facial expressions to me were like, what the fuck? Shut up. You're killing me. And maybe it's because the cameras were there. You never know how someone actually responds. Like, had it been behind closed doors, he might have just thought it was the cutest thing ever that she said that. But he was dying. Um, typical Kyle did a split at Camille's 50th birthday party. She was wasted. Classic. Uh, but she didn't have her long ponytail to swirl around. So I guess we won that one. Um... And then there's Rahoni, which you did not watch. <laughs> okay, so. But I saw some clips. Yeah, so it really wasn't, like, I feel like not a ton happened. Um, nothing compared to the apology text last week with the Tyler Perry quote, which you heard about. That was last week, right? Not this mm-hmm. week. That was last week, and it was legendary. It was. Um, so they're at this clam bake. And Ramona, like, literally slithers up like a snake. I pictured Harry Potter. Um, I think it was a Sorcerer's Stone, right? Where the snake comes up to, like, fight Harry. Or maybe that was the second one. Um, okay. Chamber of Secrets, it was. Um, it was... It, it was so Ramona. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. A true snake in and, the grass, ladies. Yeah, and then... Like, as soon as that happened, Bethany does an impersonation of it. That was amazing. Uh, 
she like crosses her eyes the whole time. <laughs> I swear something is going on with Ramona's eye. I honestly feel like she's got like some fake lashes that are like stuck up because she looks like a little bit like like her eyelids flipped a little. Like remember that that screen grab that everyone had from last reunion where <laughs> like one eye was like a robot and drifting off where the <laughs> other one wasn't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like something is going on with her eyeball. Right. Um, but regardless, their behavior was so disgusting. Loading up those to go bags of lobsters from the clam bake after they say for 30 minutes and um, I really, really appreciate um, De- no uh, Tinsley for saying, like, she didn't feel comfortable doing it. It's just so tacky. Like, I don't want to take a to-go box. I So I work a lot of events in my job, and there will be food left over. I will not take a to-go box until it is offered to me. They're cleaning shit up, and they say, we're going to throw this away. Would you like some? And I'll say, sure. But I would never say... I'm going to take a lobster to go 30 minutes into a party. That's absurd. It's so disgusting that she would act like that. Um, then they get back to the house, to Ramona's house in the Hamptons, where Dorinda is. Dorinda is 1,000% disappointed that they are already home because she wanted to just curl up with Marley or whatever the hell Sonia's dog's name is and watch Law & Order and take a nap. What was Sonia's opinion on the taking a doggy bag um she literally lifted up her dress her her sonia morgan new york dress like um you know like a like a basket to throw the lobsters in but kidding but she was serious you know like i don't really want you to throw your lobster in but where's a bag right so she was down and she actually had this whole um confessional where she was like i'm not gonna leave without the lobsters that's just who I am. That's just who I am. And I'm like, that's because you were originally white trash that married a billionaire. And here we are. Like, was she were, originally white trash? Well, she was a hostess in New York. And I'm not <gasps> saying hostesses are white trash. But what I'm saying is it wasn't like she was a page um, from Summer It's House, not like she was she a this, like, Mortimer. Career. She's not like she was a Mortimer. Exactly. She wasn't, or like, well, that's Tinsley's maiden, uh, her married name. But Tinsley's parents were 1,000% affluent and even um man I just had someone good in my mind but now I already forgot what I was gonna say like okay like the saucy for example mm-hmm. like she's from New York New Orleans but you can tell when we when we got to go home and meet her grandmother and her family like she comes from a family that teaches you certain etiquette mm-hmm. um Ramona and Sonia I don't think we're equipped white with trash that new money when they new money is the thing when they when they married success Nouveau Riche at one hundred. I don't know if I'd be any better, but I can. Callie, I can assure you, I wouldn't leave a party with a lobster. I can speak on Callie's behalf that she would one trillion percent not act like that. I I wouldn't, but I don't know if I was like. Just because you don't like, just because you weren't a to Vanderbilt, not leave with a lobster. I just wouldn't leave with a lobster. How about that? So, um, they everyone jumps in the pool at one point. Like that's the clip that we see in the preview where Luann jumps on the swan. You know what I'm talking about? Like her kneecaps go in. Well then of course Bethany has to Oh no, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bethany jumps on a swan as well. Well then Barb wanted to be a part of all this and she starts dipping her toes in and walking into the water of the pool. I feel like Bethany 
couldn't stand that Var was going to one-up her by, like, actually getting into the pool. So Bethany, like, jumps off and dives under. I felt like it was this big one-upping game where, like, they were all going back and forth, like, who's going to be the girl underwater in the in the scene. You know what I'm talking about? Well, Bethany is so thirsty. Like, she has to alpha every single situation. And if she's not the alpha. And I love Bethany, but yes. She gets on my nerves, but I love her. If Bethany's not the alpha, she's going to do and she's going to act out. And that's what Carol would call her on constantly. Like, in the most subtle way, Carol would just be like, I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going to entertain you right now. Like, I realize that you are acting out right now because you aren't getting what you want out of this relationship or you aren't getting what you want out of the scene and you're not being treated the way you expect to be. And it's like, Bethany, we get it. Like, you're big dick energy. But like, relax, bitch. Like tone it just a second because when you have when you're so thirsty with your big dick energy, you have tiny dick energy. Right. So the ladies are back at Ramona's house in the Hamptons and eating their lobster that they took from the house. And um they start talking about um Luann and this fight with Dorinda. Um Ramona even makes the comment that um, who would have trusted Dennis or who would have cared about Dennis or whatever. Like, he was a drug addict. I hear what she said. Like, why would you ask him for money? He was a drug addict or something like that. Like, just really insulting things to say to someone who has just recently passed away. But besides that, Dorinda was saying the reason that she's pissed at Luann is because Luann is out there to the press saying um, that she has a drinking problem. And that she won't cop to her drinking problem. Well, so Luann won't let it go that Dorinda heckled her, Giovanni, Giovanni, at this cabaret show. And Dorinda won't let it go that Luann was out to the public saying she had a drinking problem. So, in your opinion, which one's worse? <sighs> Luann. Luann saying she has a drinking problem is worse? Yeah, I think Dorinda has a drinking problem, but I think Luann saying it is none of her fucking business, especially when she's struggling with sobriety. Same. Okay. And I totally think that Dorinda heckling her was in poor taste, but are you going to hold a grudge for six plus months? Right. No. Um, so then we go to Sonia's paper mag party, which I could talk about Ramona being in poor taste more about her comments about Dennis, but I just won't even waste my breath because we all know that was terrible. What um, did she say about Dennis? That he, like, who, who, I don't remember, like, who would ask him for money? He was a drug addict. Like, something, like, in poor taste, he died of a drug overdose, and she just insulted him for that. On Which television. I thought he killed himself. I didn't think it was a drug overdose. No, I think it was accidental. Like, his, um... Assistant was called and all that. Yeah, like... He tried to... Stop it. I don't think it was on purpose. But regardless, when someone passes away in that capacity, if, if you want to have your opinion on it, whatever, but do you say it in front of a camera when you know it's going to be On national television? Exactly. Like, it's just not... It's just not... Really insensitive. Um, so, Sonia's paper magazine party, she had, like, three-foot-long hair on the paper mag cover. I thought it was... Just kind of odd, like maybe not in her um, age range. Um, Typical. I felt like Luann's Typical outfit, of Real Housewives. That's some Erica Jane shit right there. I feel like Erica's outfit, I mean Erica. Sonia. <laughs> Luann's outfit, though, at the party, she looked like she was like going to like a beach party 
on one of their like cast trips. Like she did not look like she was dressed up for a paper magazine what was she party. Like a little dressy, like maybe it was like a romper type thing, but kind of had like a like a cape type back to it. You know what I'm talking about? Like a sheer white cape yeah, back that yeah. kind of came from the front. Ew. It just looked very much like I'm gonna go shopping in the streets of Morocco today on my cast trip. No, I'm going to go to a paper mag party. Like, she needed to be a little more formal, a little more, like, Yeah, everyone else was wearing, up. like, a little cocktail dress. Right. Um, like, she could have even nice done, like, a jumpsuit. Dress. Like, but just do yeah. do something. Um, so, also, I can't remember who said it, but someone said that Sonia looked unusual. It was an unusual look, but she rocked it on the paper mag cover. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a really nice way of saying, what the fuck, but you still look pretty. You know? <laughs> I think Sonia is beautiful Me and too. her bod is like legit better than mine. Most of the housewives' bods are better no, than mine. No, yeah, a thousand percent. I can I can only name a few that I would like. Look I look at name. myself naked and I'm not completely disgusted. I'm not. Like I'm actually okay with myself naked. But here's the thing. Those women are like sixty and they look banging. Like they look amazing and I Pray to the good Lord that I look like that naked. Because you know the Luann and Sonia who takes her dress off on purpose at the cabaret parties yeah. looks awesome. Like, you can see her tits and ass, and they were good. Yeah. Well, my only other note really was, so next week we're going to get to see um, Dorinda and Luann finally talking, and that was kind of led on by Bethany. But one thing I really noticed was Dorinda said um, – I just want to move past this with Luann. And all I could hear was Wanu, which was so northern to me. Have you ever heard anyone down here say Wanu? That sounds like a Canadian. Sounds like a, like, canoe um, regatta <laughs> name or something. Um, that's, that's all my thoughts on Rahoni, really. But you had some stuff that you wanted to chat about with Wendy Williams, pop culture. Um, okay, so here's my situation. We're going to get to this really quick because we have two minutes left until we go off. Wendy Williams is in rehab right now for... I did not know that. Yeah. Well, remember how she was like passing out? Yes. Yeah. I thought she was just like stressed, like locked her knees. What happened? No. She has drug issues, which she also has marriage issues. Well, her husband's mistress lives up the street and he like goes between houses and she's not um like doing well and Andy Cohen even said himself I think she could be major like I think she could be way bigger than she is like I think she could be a more gossipy version of Oprah but she's being held back by her drug issues and she's being held back by her horrible marriage she's in rehab right now and apparently allegedly her husband came to visit her in rehab and brought his mistress. Where did you hear that? Andy Cohen. On Radio Andy. And so John Hill, you were going to say something about him. John Hill. Oh, I was just going to say that John Hill like reach, we, reposted our story. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in love with John. Well, I'm not even sure who that is. John Hill. He's the um, co-host on Andy Cohen live and um he like is one of andy's former boyfriends they dated for years oh, and he lives in okay, la I worry now about him. I worry about him. he lives in la now and he has his own show on radio andy he's so lovely and he's so funny man i didn't know how important that was but we, we him john hill and i like 
we message on my personal Instagram, but then he also like reposted our story about him. So basically we're making it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really all we have for tonight. And we hope y'all tune in next week. Um, Elizabeth and I will be together again, but maybe not physically together. But it's been fun, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.